0: Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. Kent Chester here in the host chair. Glad that you could join me for the episode. To ask a question, share an opinion, or even suggest a topic for a future show, call or text the Tech Mobility hotline, that number, 872-222-9793. Or, and this is new, folks, email the show, talk. At techmobility.show. Remember now that talk at techmobility.show, that new email address. Want to make sure that if you want to interact with us, that you get it right. From the Tech Mobility News Desk, we have talked before about a school that actually made an application to the Federal Atomic Commission for a license to develop a small modular reactor in north america until last couple of years i had really thought nuclear energy in the united states was dead like most people i mean if you're of a certain age you remember what happened at three mile island if you're not quite that old you remember what happened at chernobyl and you thought that that was pretty much the death knell for nuclear power i learned i was wrong down through the years Against all the odds, a number of electric utilities in the United States have managed to build and bring online nuclear reactors, with the last one coming online in Georgia these last few years. To be honest, it cost billions of dollars. It took way longer than normal. I know from where I'm from in New England, originally, there was a nuclear reactor called uh, Seekonk that went into default because of all the drama involved with nuclear power, the environmental studies, safety, the problems in getting it built, design flaws, everything. And it actually bankrupted a couple of the utilities that were participating in getting the plant built. It was natural that I would expect that, oh, nuclear power is dead. Not true. What they're looking at, in case you didn't know what an SMR is, It's a small modular nuclear reactor that they say can be built for a fraction, can bring on power, again, clean power, and is safer than the large nuclear reactors that they've built over the last 50 years. This one that we're talking about, this one is a joint venture between GE Hitachi Nuclear Energy, Ontario Power Generation, SNC-Lavalin, and the ASEAN Group. And they together signed a contract to deploy a BWRX-300 small nuclear reactor at Ontario Power's Darlington New Nuclear Project site in Claring, Ontario. Notice it's not in the United States. The United States still does not have and is not scheduled to have a small nuclear reactor come online anytime soon. Yes, there are some utilities in the United States that are looking at it but none of them have gotten to a point to pull the trigger and actually build one. Now, I said small, and you're talking about, when you're talking about something like the BWRX 300, it is, in fact, on the small end of typical reactors. A mid-sized reactor would be more like 500. A large reactor would be 1,000 megawatts electric. The challenge here in North America... This may be the first one. In fact, it is the first grid scale small no- modular reactor in North America. They didn't say how much it was going to cost to build it. The question is why nuclear energy? Why now? We're all looking for ways to be climate change. For all the touting and all the building that we have done with renewables, such as wind and solar, hydroelectric and thermal, they have their strengths, they have their weaknesses. The beauty of nuclear power when it acts right is that you have clean energy in a dependable base load that you can depend on at all times. That's the thing. The challenge is with renewables, the wind doesn't blow every day. The sun doesn't shine every day. Depending on your water levels for hydroelectric and thermal is, well, thermal. Depends on what you get out of the ground. They're not always as reliable. I think in recent years that the energy storage piece of that, repurposing EV batteries or building outright energy storage battery systems, will give the SMRs a run for their money because it solves the problem of available power for base load in a dependable way. But they're limited. If the sun doesn't shine or the wind doesn't blow for an extended period of time, even these could be weak as opposed to, say, a small modular reactor again, dependable power over a period of time. They're expecting this thing to come online fourth quarter of 2028. And they go on to say the BWRX 300 is designed to reduce construction and operating costs below other nuclear power generation technologies. It uses a combination of fuel available in operating reactors and does not require high assay, low enriched uranium. That's the dangerous stuff. The company also says its design is based on reactor technology already licensed and proven component. That is major because with the ups and downs of the nuclear industry, they've lost a lot, of, a lot of talent and a lot of knowledge. So being able to use stuff that is already, if you will, off the shelf or close to it, simplifies the whole thing a lot. But don't get me wrong. It's still a risk. Again, I say there's no operating grid level nuclear reactors online in North America right now. This will be the first. American utilities are looking at it. We know there's one school that's going to build a small one, but right now nobody's pulled the trigger. If anybody gets close, believe it or not, it will be the Tennessee Valley Authority. Because last August, they started planning and preliminary licensing for a possible development of a a BWRX 300 at their Clinch River site near Oak Ridge. And they're talking to the folks in Canada to advance that technology. And the U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission and the Canadian Nuclear Safety Commission are working together to license the two projects. So there's a possibility that we may get one. Question is, can they get it built? Can they get it built on time? Can they get it built on budget? And when they finally get it online, will it do what it's designed, which is provide base load power for a growing need in the grid? Electric vehicles, other electrical appliances, our need for electricity continues to grow. Will we be able to do this sustainably? That is the question. That is the concern. That is what's driving this clean energy as we pivot away from coal and now starting to pivot away from natural gas, which was the go-to in lieu of oil and coal and other pollutant energy sources that the power plants were using to generate electricity. Here's another question for you that's not even addressed here and I'm not sure it should be. What about microgrids and distributed power as opposed to centralized power like this part of a grid? How is that going to impact power needs in the future? Again, I'm thinking about EVs, folks. If you have a community of EVs, do you really need external power? If it's done right, only in a case of extreme cold, extreme heat, Because most of the time done right in a community like that, the community could literally bank the power locally or sell it back into the grid. So it's going to be interesting to note if these SMRs, once they do come online, whether the Tennessee Valley Authority is able to get their project past the study stage and whether or not the folks in Canada can get theirs online, whether or not when they get there, will there be a need for them? Will they still be used? Or will that time have come and gone during their construction, which is always a risk because of the long lead times it takes to bring a nuclear reactor online. Environmental studies, everything, they still got to do those. And then there's the issue, like I said before, of the knowledge, the knowledge base. If you don't have the knowledge base, it's going to be an issue. We'll see, and we'll see how that school does it. we reported on before as they study SMRs and to see if they maybe develop the talent that these other projects will need in the years ahead. You're listening to The Tech Mobility Show. Welcome to AONMeetings.com, your next video conferencing and webinar platform. Host your next virtual meeting or your paid webinar with registration and secure file sharing. Break rules the tech mobility show has a youtube channel <laughs> that's right your weekly program on mobility and technology news information and perspective features videos of some of the hot button topics that we cover each week on the show full-length interviews walk around vehicle reviews and more you're going to want to check them out go to youtube.com backslash the tech mobility show to see our content be sure to subscribe over to our channel as well